Hello and welcome to the Spotlight Podcast. My name's Kristin Coots, I work at Spotlight, and in today's episode I'm going to be chatting to Emmy Award winning actor Billy Barrett, his mum Carolyn, and casting director Daniel Edwards CDG. We'll be discussing how they all work together when Billy was cast at 12 years old in Responsible Child. It's the role that won him the Emmy for Best Performance by an Actor. We'll also be discussing casting in general, Carolyn offers advice for other parents, and Billy also comes up with some really helpful tips for other young performers. It's a podcast full of useful information and laughter, so I really hope you enjoy it. Okay, so Billy, Daniel, Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us today on the Spotlight Podcast. I'm delighted to have you all. Thank you to be here. (laughs) And first of all, I'd like to say congratulations, Billy, on your Emmy win last year. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, very excited. Uh, I know, it was amazing. I wasn't actually thinking about it, though, because, like... I just, when I was doing the actual, like, when we were actually filming Responsible Child, I was not thinking about awards at all. Like, I didn't even know what they were at the time. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched the video, and I, honestly, the, your face, you were so shocked. It was just amazing <laughs> to watch. So how was that whole experience um, for you? It was, um, you know what? It was really funny at the time, because um, there was, like, so I didn't think I was going to win, and neither did mum. Like, I was actually so excited that I just got the nomination. Um, but then mum mom didn't think it as well. So she, she, so much so that she actually ordered a food shop to come at the same time <laughs> as the award was being announced. So, so we're there. Like, the guy's like, okay, I'm going to put you through now. Uh, uh, good luck. And then I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. Ding dong, bell goes. Mum goes to answer the door. It's the food shop. She goes, oh my God, we have to unpack all the food. I was like, they're putting me through to sit, like the Emmy and everything. So I'm just sitting there like trying to act normal and everything. She comes to sit down. Um, she tells the guy to just wait. <laughs> and then and then I'm just there like, okay, uh, just I, I was looking to the side at something else. And then they called my name. I was like, wait, what? And then that was amazing. I, um, I said the whole speech and everything. And then afterwards... She went and got the food shop. <laughs> it was so funny. Bringing it back to realness. I know. Yeah, end, yeah, uh, yeah. Straight Carolyn, away, I was going to ask how that moment was for you, Carolyn, but I guess it was a surprise. <laughs> well, complete surprise. I think for us, we were just so mind blown that he'd been nominated at all. So um, that was kind of enough um, for us. But obviously, you know, I'm not going to say no and hand it back, but it was, um, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, like Bill said, I don't think any of us had planned for it, and it was a, an amazing surprise. A true surprise, as you probably saw by my face if you watched the news. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then as part of your acceptance speech, Billy, um, you thank Daniel Edwards, and of course, Daniel, you cast Billy in that role. Um, yeah. So how did that particular project come your way? Um, did you get Do you get approached, or do you have to pitch for projects you're interested in? You have to... You have to pitch. I do get offered. I'm, I'm in a, you know, a, a lovely position that some work I get offered, but some work I still have to pitch for. And like, like I used to be an actor, so I know what it's like to audition. So you sort of have to have to audition, and you have to sort of talk about the process and how you would go about casting a particular show that you are meeting on. And um, I was asked to come in. Um, I'd been recommended because I've cast um, children and young a- and young actors before. So I came into Kudos and had a meeting with the with Eleanor Day, the producer and the exec producer and the director. And I talked about how, because we had such little time, 
usually for child casting at this sort of level and the enormity of um, what is required of this particular character, the character of Ray, um, I would hope to have at least three months to search for said, you know, exceptional child actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had five or six weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so I sort of said how I would go about that in a very, very short space of time. And I think that sort of won me the gig because of my confidence and my relationship with um, agents and in particular with youth theatres and, and child agents. So I pitched for the job and I got the job and we sort of literally got started straight away. And I sort of split it into two things. We did workshops at the weekend for young actors that I'd never met before. And then during the week, we were meeting actors that I'd either cast before or I'd met before. And Billy was one of them. And obviously, I got on very, very well with Billy's agent, with Julie. And I last cast Billy in Mr. Selfridge when he was seven or eight. Um, and, And of course, the next thing, I'm looking at this photograph of this young man, you know, who's 12. And I was like, Mike, where did that time go? And I, I think you always, as a casting director, when you've cast a, a child, child, as in, you know, as Billy was in Mr. Selfridge, and you know that they're still in the industry, you really hope that their skill has grown and evolved um, because there's nothing more, you know, sadder in a way when that sort of disappears. You know, I've worked with with child actors when they're kind of seven or eight, and then you meet them at 12, 13, and they, they've just lost the instincts and and the naturalism that that sort of made them brilliant when they were young. And actually it was my associate, Lucy, I couldn't make, I couldn't get down to Sylvia Young's, Billy's school to to meet Billy, but I thought it's fine. Um, Lucy can put him on tape because obviously I'd met him and then his tape was just off the scale. (laughs) And it was so, I was, I suppose two things, two prong things. One, I was so pleased that he, had developed and grown as an as an actor as a performer from this little shy little kid that came in with his bow tie for Mr. Selfridge and sat there and sort of <laughs> delivered his little lines. He's mortified by that. Um, so this sort of young man with instinct, and he just really captured the sort of the darkness and the trauma um, that that we needed for Ray. And then from there on, you know, he he was straight into the recall. Um, uh, groups after that and then again but he still had to go through the process that the other shortlisted boys had to go through which was a mixture of boys that had never done anything and boys like Billy who were quite experienced um, and that was going to be the hardest bit it was the the recalls working with Nick working with Eleanor working with me working with the actors that we were looking at to play the brother um, and Billy just stood his ground and it's one of those I just knew I just knew from the first tape he did with Lucy, I just thought if it's not, if it's not Billy, then it's going to have to be somebody even better than he is doing it. And he was top of the, Mm -hmm. right at the top. And that's a really good yardstick for a casting director. If you find an actor that is really nailing it on so many things, you can then make choices about all the other actors around it. If they haven't hit that level, then there's no point pursuing it. Right. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. So Billy, basically, in a nutshell, what Billy did with my associate Lucy on that first audition tape to all of the recalls after that and the chemistry reads, it. I sort of, in my heart, you never want to sort of think, it's going to be Billy, it's going to be Billy. But I sort of knew it was going to be Billy. 
unless he suddenly came into a recall and just completely flopped and just because that happens you know you come in you're a bit knackered you've had a row with your mum you know you can't be bothered and then suddenly you're just rubbish um but but he wasn't rubbish I have to just say, I have to say this because it makes me laugh every time. Do you mind if I just bring this little story in? In the chemistry reads, because they were very intense, we had to we had to get Carolyn's approval and Billy's dad's approval about the script and, and stuff like that, the content of the script, which was really, really important because we knew at the chemistry read stage we're gonna, we were going to have to explore. But Eleanor, the producer, said, you know, I just think that maybe we don't swear. You know, I mean, Billy was 12 at the time and maybe we just toned down the language and of course, what we did is I played the father, I played the stepfather in the scenes. I read the scenes mm-hmm. as well as trying to record. And I got so carried away because Billy was so brilliant and the actor that we'd shortlisted for his brother, I got carried away and we were sort of improvising. And I threw a chair, not at Billy, but I threw a chair across the floor away from Billy. And then I just started swearing. Do you remember Billy? I started going, I do remember that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you remember. And what is what is hilarious is that Billy got the giggles because I, I was effing and blinding and I'd completely forgotten. And then I looked at Eleanor, the producer's face. He was just rigid, <laughs> just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And there's a beautiful moment in the tape of Billy just trying. I can't really demonstrate it because obviously you're just hearing audibly, um, but trying to muffle the laughter because he was just so taken aback by effing and blinding. <laughs> but it's a moment of joy because he managed to stifle the laughter. And then at the end of the take, when we got through the scene, he just burst out laughing. And he just looked at me and he went, swearing. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. So anyway, so in a nutshell, a long-winded answer to your question. Yes, I interview. Yes, Billy was absolutely just exceptional. And just tying into your question to Billy, you, you always hope the show that you work on is nominated and like Billy and Carolyn, I was just so excited that the show was nominated and that Billy, more importantly, from a casting director's point of view, that Billy was nominated. It's not that I didn't think he wouldn't win, but you just think it's such a huge thing mm. and you've got all these other actors nominated and he's, a, he's you know, effectively, in inverted commas, a child actor. How's that going to play with the, with the voters? And for him to win just... I just have never screamed so much in my life and just pride as well. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Ask another question or I'm just rambling. But I was really proud because you look at the journey from Mr. Selfridge at the age of seven, eight to the age of 13, obviously, when, when when the show was aired. But you look at that development and and a huge sense of pride and also admiration for a skill set, which is just off the charts. And then you, Sorry, that, you, I, I just talked for about 25 <laughs> minutes, no, didn't I? Can I just say thank you very much? That's uh, that's very nice of you. Um, yeah, no, thank you very, very much. And also, I think um, the, the only reason I didn't cry at the Emmys was probably because I just cried so much in Responsible Child that it just kind of had to be laughter <laughs> instead of tears. But yeah, it's so true. Thank you, you very have much. No that was very nice. liquid left in your. I mean, I, I you know, we could wax lyrical about his performance and, and what, what won him the Emmy and. You know, there are particular scenes, you know, and, you know, but it's to 
bring that level of emotion and maturity. And I also think we have to tie in, and sorry if I'm preempting any questions, but I think because Billy's family are so supportive and Carolyn, you know, you're just like, well, the coolest mother ever. Um, <laughs> True. But I think it, it makes it makes a huge, huge difference that um, Billy's stepfather and Billy's dad and Carolyn were a hundred percent behind him through the process because they, you know, it's something that your dad said to us, Billy, that he just wanted to check that you were when we sent the script for him and Carolyn to approve, he said he just wanted just to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and just check 100% that we, as a production, were going to, that Billy's welfare was the most important thing. And I think that Carolyn and he just trusted that. And also it meant that we were able to know that, that Carolyn, particularly, who was obviously chaperoning Billy, were an emotional support for him I think that's imperative for child actors yeah that's actually what was going to be my next question is to Carol is like as a parent like how involved are you through auditions and filming and obviously the subject matter of this was pretty heavy so Mm. how does that work for you as a parent well I think personally on on a personal level for me at the end of the day Billy's my son so you know, beyond him being an actor and beyond him bringing something that's brilliant to the table, I have to think, okay, is my son going to be okay after this? And is this something that he wants to do? And so I think from the get-go, we've just been very honest and straight with him and said, look, this is the script. This is what it's about. This is what you'll probably have to bring to it. And look at sort of all of the potential pitfalls that might come up for him. Would he be too frightened in that moment? Would that be something that he felt uncomfortable with. We've turned scripts down before. He's really, really lucky. He's got such an amazing team around him. Um, You know, the team at Sylvia Young, as Daniel said, they're just incredible and they really have fought for him over the years, but also turned a lot of things down, which as an agent, I imagine is probably something that doesn't happen that often. Um, But with this one, they were very much like, look, the subject matter is is quite hardcore and you need to be very aware of, of... the whole script before you even show it to Billy kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, it was a very difficult situation in terms of like, oh, are we making the right choices parents to put him up for this one? Um, but he just took it all in his stride. And I think because everybody on board at the BBC and at Kudos and, and everyone was just, I don't know, like at every point people were concerned about him and is this going to be okay for him to the point where I was like honestly it's absolutely fine if he sees that like that's not a problem down to the fact that you know there were certain scenes where Billy couldn't even see any blood so it was somebody else's hands all together in certain scenes and you think wow actually you know on on Halloween this kid is covered in blood head to toe you know chopping axe (laughs) out everything and you think wow they're really going that extra mile to ensure that his I suppose his psychological well-being is is as looked after as everything else and I think because we all just felt so comfortable and we had you know obviously because it's a BBC production we had a a chaperone on board as well Ranjana Mitra who's incredible Um, but it was really important for me that she was somebody that he would really get on with because we've had chaperones in the past that perhaps haven't always gelled so well but she was just brilliant and so for me as a mum you know, it's quite difficult to be on set with somebody else who's technically in charge of your child. But I wanted to be there as well because I thought, you know, if anything does go wrong, I will know. You know, yeah. You know, you know your own child, and you know there's a point at which you're like, okay, we're we're getting to the zone where perhaps he isn't comfortable here. But that didn't really happen, and just yeah, I can't thank everybody enough because they were so good for him, and they have been ever since. You know, they check in all the time, which is lovely as well. Oh, that's really good to hear. 
And then for you, Billy, how was um, how was the filming process like for you on that? And how did you prepare for your role? Um, okay, so we obviously had um, Miranda Harcourt, uh, and she was amazing. Like this was this was before. I, I another thing I really liked about the whole process of filming Responsible Child was that they because I I've obviously I've done films before, but then they never really like did rehearsals that like full-on rehearsals where everyone is there like everyone is there and I just think that like that was really amazing that um we we had the opportunity to do that um but then also we did um we there was like me and uh James um so basically we all got in a room together and um we kind of just we sat down and we we practiced these different techniques of like how to you know when we go on set get into that character embody like the character of like ray and then when we go home just like leave it there and like not hold on to you know like because obviously there were some pretty like gruesome scenes and as my mom said like they were very like um What's the words? They were very carefully. Ca- yeah, they were. They were very like, they were very careful to what I I was seeing and everything. So I think um, that obviously helped. But then also like, just some of the scenes, just even acting it was like really like it was. It, there was actually the, there was one scene. It was um it was one of the last ones, and he's is is the scene where he's kind of having that realization that that breakdown, mm-hmm. um and. After that scene, we we did two takes, and after those two takes, I just literally I walked out, and I had to like just sit down with mum and just just have a cry, just have a cry, <laughs> and just like because then that was also that moment that Ray's realizing what happened. I also just really realized that this was all this this is someone's life. This actually happened, and I just I just think that. Like, yeah, I just think that everyone involved and, and like, yeah, it was just really, it was really amazing. And I think, um, yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. It was pretty Um, powerful TV, I have to say. And if anyone hasn't seen it, you can watch it on iPlayer, which I thoroughly recommend. So, yeah, this, you mentioned it earlier, Daniel, but this isn't the first time that you and Billy have crossed paths and Carolyn have crossed paths because obviously you cast him when he was in Mr. Selfridge. Um, So does seeing actors previously make it easier to bring them back in later on and like you know how how do you follow the careers of all the kids that you're casting because there, there must be quite a few um yeah, yeah there are <laughs> um I think people I mean you remember the very very bad and you remember the very very good and you obviously remember the people that you've cast and you sort of, as I said earlier on, that you sort of hope that there is um, a transition, a really positive transition with child actors that as they grow and change, because they grow and change so quickly. I mean, as I just jokingly said, uh, when we came on this, Billy's voice is getting deeper and deeper. So he's growing up. And um, so he's becoming a different actor. And I'm sure there will be time in the future that I will cast Billy again. It's exciting for me because he's 13 now and he's got, However, if he stays in the industry, he's got another, well, I've probably got another 15, 15 years left in casting that I, I feel I'll feel relevant. So I'm hoping there'll be many different stages of Billy Barrett's that I'll be able to to cast. So starting back at the beginning with with, with child actors, yeah, you 
you remember the ones that you've cast. I have to be honest, it's two things here. It's like I said, Billy was so professional and polite in his audition for Mr. Selfridge. He came in, obviously he was, it was set, the last, he was in the last series, uh, series four, which is, was in the 1930s. And he came in with a little jacket and a little bow tie. And it was just such a lovely touch. I'm sure that was Carolyn's, Carolyn's doing. Um, but Do he you know came why that a, was? Why was, was that? They because you asked him to come in a school uniform, and at the time he didn't go to a school with a school uniform. And the That's only thing right. they had was a tuxedo. <laughs> brilliant! Oh, it's brilliant! I love that. But I love that because you weren't at Sylvia Young's then, were you? You did. You were full time at the no. school. So I think you remember the things, and also he was so professional. He delivered the lines. He was really engaging with the director and the producer in the room. And interestingly, it's the same room that Billy auditioned for Mr. Selfridge that we did the chemistry reads for Responsible Child. So it was almost came sort of full circle, which was just sort of kind of quite, you know, trippy a little bit. It was weird, but it was um, amazing. Yeah. It was weird, but amazing. <laughs> um, so in answer to your, your question, Kristen, um, yes, you try and keep a track. You can't keep a track on everybody. But obviously, dependent, a lot of the work that I do, I tend to, tend to cast the darkness a lot of the 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 apart from Mr Selfridge was probably the most glossy and uplifting show I've ever <laughs> cast but everything else is usually crime based which is you know the the work that I I do best I like the you know the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. and and um so you keep a track on actors young actors skill set and there are always you know if you're looking for a great child actor that fits that age bracket you're always going to automatically it's the same with adults you automatically go first of all to the people you've met before, the people you've cast before. And then around that, you can start to bring in new people and discover new people. And with children, because they change so quickly, it's imperative that you're always seeing new people. Um, but uh, with uh, with Billy, yes, I kept a track. And also Julie, uh, Billy's agent, and, and the team at Sylvia Young, they keep me abreast of what's going on in the in their clients lives so oh you know billy's grown now or billy's they're doing this now or billy's doing that there that's a really really good agent somebody who knows that i like that actor so um yeah it's i think it's a casting directors it's part of our job it's imperative that we keep a track in particular on those young actors and all actors but in particular young actors that have resonated at some point and keep a track and see how about their journey. Cause you look at, look at Billy and again, it links into what I was saying earlier on about having a fantastic support network is that it can, I can't imagine how overwhelming it must be to be a successful actor at 13. Um, because actually I, you know, I cast actors in their twenties and thirties who struggle with you know how to compute this level of success Mm. and so for Billy to if I've never had like a a, a, like oh my god is this gonna be too much for him you know he's just won an Emmy he's the youngest ever actor uh, to to receive an international Emmy is this going to be too overwhelming but then you only have to look at his mum and his family to know that and also you only have to look at Billy's Instagram feeds to know that Billy's absolutely fine <laughs> with the with the um you know he's grown up in 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 um in a performance family so my point being that you that is exciting it's exciting to see that it's exciting to acknowledge that it's exciting to see that Billy at 7 Billy at 13 what's Billy going to be like when he's 26 if he's still in the industry if mm-hmm. he's not a musician you know, what's Billy going to be like as a 30-year-old actor? 
or a 19-year-old actor. Um, the world is opening up for him. The industry is opening up for him. And that is part of our job. We support, nurture, guide, cast. And I think it, even more so with, with young actors, with child actors, because we have a, um, a duty to support that. And when they are as exceptional as Billy is, um, then it's an ex- exciting to watch that grow. You just alluded to it a little bit there, but Carolyn, you're, you're also an actor. So how helpful do you think your experience and knowledge has been for navigating the industry and helping Billy navigate the industry? Well, so I think what I really try and explain to Billy throughout is that you have to kind of develop um, characters as you get older. It's not, you know, when you were younger, you could kind of say the lines and that was enough. But as you get older, if you want to be an actor, you've got to know everything about that character and I think he's been really good at that is understanding that when I'm asking what Ray eats for breakfast he doesn't turn around and go why on earth would I need to know that he just gives me what he eats for breakfast what football team does he support this one and it's things that he'll never ever say that on screen you'll never hear any of these things but it just helps him kind of get in the the mind zone of where he's going with that and that's something that was taught to me quite young was just to know your characters inside out And to know your lines inside out. So if you're still thinking about what your lines are when you get to set every day, you're going to you're not going to bring what you need to bring to the table. So I I guess I tried to impress that on him quite early just to be as prepared as you can be and to just continually keep learning, like learn every single person's role in that room, because you might be an actor today. But in 10 years time, you might want to be a focus puller or something else you don't know. And Mm -hmm. it's I just think. It's really important to, we've always said to him, you're an actor now, but you're also a child, but you don't always have to be an actor. There's no one saying like, the door is shut now, you're an actor, that's it, you must stay an actor. You can be anything you want to be. And when you've had enough of acting, you can go and do something completely different. But it seems that this is the path that he wants to take. And, um, you know, we're just here to support him. You know, my kids can do anything they want to do. Um, and, you know, if he'd said he wanted to be an astronaut, I'd have questioned his maths. But other than that, I think we'd have, we'd have tried to do what we could to support him. Um, but, you know, it's, I think that's, as a parent of a child actor, the only thing I can say is just be there to support them and understand that it is quite a journey and it's quite a commitment as a parent of a child that's doing quite well. Um unless you're prepared to kind of sign them over to a chaperone full time, you have to be prepared to mm-hmm. be there at all the castings, go through all of the scripts, you know, um, look at other films that might be able to bring something to the table from a character that you've seen previously to give him something to kind of reference on. Cause at 13, you know, his life experiences, sorry to say this bill, but it's like, he hasn't had that much life experience yet, you know, especially to go into some of these situations. So I think just supporting as much as you can and bringing what you can to the table um, is, is all you can do, really. And then, Billy, I know, well, you've had a varied career already um, and you've got experience in musical theatre in both film and on stage with Mary Poppins Returns and Big Fish. Um, so they must feel very different. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy both as much? Um, okay, so 
Uh, I did one theatre show and that was Big Fish and I loved it. It was great fun. Uh, I obviously made some great friends on there and it's, it's, it's quite funny to see how different audiences react to different things. Or in fact, different audiences react to the same thing um, <laughs> that you do like every night. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, but then it's also like... I mean, I, I love theatre. I love going to watch people do theatre. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, the experience of when I did, like, do it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, at the moment, I like doing TV roles more because of the, the subtlety. Like, it's, it, I feel like at the moment, being more subtle and natural and realistic with it is, for me, that's, that's, that's what I prefer at the moment. Um, obviously I'd love to do another theatre show but like I think I, I do prefer that kind of like that subtle element of, of TV like it's, I just feel yeah. it's more natural you know and um, how does the audition process differ between theatre and screen for you I guess it's probably a longer is it a longer process I imagine it's longer process for theatre it's a longer it, process yeah it's definitely more brutal because like they they get all of the kids that are gonna that are auditioning for to to play the role and they line you up obviously they've given you like a song and a script to learn um and sing and then they just line you up and they just point at you and they say right you do this you do this you do this go go now go and it's just like i don't know it's just like you have to just get it there and then on the spot Otherwise, they're just like, okay, we'll see you later. Have a good one. You know, like, <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a really bad impression. But, um, but yeah, no, no, it's actually I, quite good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I just, I think, like, it's definitely more brutal because you just have to get it there and then. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't actually meet any of the kids um, that are auditioning to play the role in, in like, a TV thing. You always meet them in theatre, though, and it's like, you know, it's just straight up, like, get it right now or, you know. So, yeah, Go goodbye. Home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting hearing you, you say that. Um, I was a child actor, so it, it brings back horrendous memories for me. Um, but it's true. The, the only, in television and film, the only way that you would meet the people that you're auditioning, is, uh, that you are up against, is in a workshop setting, which I tend to do as I said earlier on about, we did workshops for for the role of Ray, um, but they tend to be with kids who I've not met before and, and not as experienced. But it's interesting that, that you would put, I mean, I can't imagine a world where we would, I mean, when we did the chemistry reads for, for um, Responsible Child, you would have, some of the boys met, saw each other cross over in the waiting room, but I can't imagine a world where we would have the rays all in the same room. I mean, you just couldn't. I think they're, you know, I, I suppose they're, it's very hard to sort of articulate the science behind that. Like a head-to-head um, kind of thing. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, and, you know, all actors, regardless of the age, know that there's a competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate that word competition because it, it it's sort of the wrong, the wrong vernacular, really, because it's, I think, especially for young for young ad, for young actors, young for kids, I just think to to instill that they may be better than somebody else, or they've got to fight for something. I think the word competition sort of gives the wrong 
feeling and I can't really think what, what a, a better suited word is but it's the difference between I've, I find that young uh, actors tend not to worry so much about that right. and I'm always looking out for when there's a when you can see that they're worried when you can see in the audition process they're really aware of of, of who else might be in and stuff because that's problematic that's a red flag for me most child actors that I know they're in the moment They've come off, you know, they want to be like Billy. He wants to be skateboarding. He said to me, you know, I've just come on my skateboard. And I'm like, what, you came to the audition? Yeah, 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 my, my step does that there. But I just came on. He's got his skateboard under his arm. <laughs> so actually we're interrupting his flow. We're interrupting <laughs> yeah. his, his sort of, he's got things to do. He's got people to see. You know, he's got music to play and music to write. And actually what's, this is the perfect Billy and other act, uh, young actors and actresses when they come to an audition and it's not that they haven't thought about it. It's not that they haven't kind of really brought loads of stuff to the table, everything that Carolyn was saying mm -hmm. about the prep. But actually, this is just one part of everything else that's going on in their lives. And I'm always very concerned when I meet child actors where it is everything right. for them and even more for their parents. And that's a red flag to me. And a, a child actor would have to be so exceptional that I would that I wouldn't worry about an overbearing parent or the fact that that child seems quite anxious. Mm -hmm. um, I have to then, it's my responsibility to then speak to the producer and say, listen, I think you've got a problem there. Okay. I think this child, this is everything that this, all this child has done this week is just obsess about this audition and has nothing else going on in their lives. That is problematic, especially for something as as potent as responsible child whereas billy and a lot of the boy all the boys that we shortlisted they were just they had a a sense of freedom and a sense of happiness and a sense of joy and uh, humor and you know that if they didn't get the gig as disappointing as it may have been for them and always will be you know that sort of not getting a gig especially if it's something that you want they've got other things in their lives mm -hmm. they just get on with um, and I think it's a real responsibility for all casting directors. We take on a huge amount of responsibility. And I'm very able to see that with parents. I, I have a horrible story that I do tell. Um, but I was auditioning, I, I was a casting assistant on on Horrid Henry, the film version. I think Billy wouldn't have even been born, which is slightly yeah. scary. Um, no, actually, probably about two. Um, but anyway, we saw thousands and thousands and thousands of kids. And I went to a, to a, a stage school, actually. Not Sylvia Young, so be pleased to hear. Um, and a certain boy that I'd seen for a lot of things, amazing kid, but there was something very sad about him. And I walked into the hallway and all the kids and the parents were all in the hallway. And I walked into the hallway and I saw his mum poke him really hard in the neck in the back of the neck as if she was trying to hide uh, hide to get his attention because he was looking down at the floor and I heard her audibly heard her say like like almost spit in his ear that's the casting director smile oh my gosh and it was so creepy and so inappropriate and so against everything that I stand for as a former actor, as a former child actor, as a human being. And I realised then, after having seen this kid since he was about three and he was now at about, he was about eight, um, that the pressure that was being put on him by his mother. And I, I, 
I never, I, I didn't cast that kid. I is brilliant as he was. I spoke to the uh, the team about it. I spoke to Sam Smith, who was the casting director I was working for at the time, because that is majorly problematic. I wonder if it's quite um, off putting for the child as well. You know, that's, it's that's horrendous. Just it's horrendous. How's it, this? Kid, it doesn't make it a child? happy experience, does it? No. How was he supposed to? I mean, I remember. You know, I'm old now, but I remember every moment my mum had to go at me. I can remember it so viscerally. Like I can remember being shouted at in the middle of Debenhams. I can remember doing something wrong and my mum just like getting so irate. And we remember it, don't we, mm. Billy? We remember it when our mums get angry with us. Mm. And I remember it and it sticks in your heart and it remains in your head because you know you've done something wrong. But can you imagine being shouted at or, or sort of, you know, poked at and you actually haven't done anything wrong? You've just stood there and... I just think it's such a, how was he then to enjoy a workshop experience after that? Yeah. Where he's still got in his head, his mum poking him in the neck going, that's the costume director, smile. So I think it's a real responsibility of, obviously, you know, parents are raising their children. It's not for me to tell a parent how to raise their child. That's another thing. My relationship, you know, you know, me and Carolyn got, got on immediately, <laughs> immediately and there was a, there was a, you know, a, a shortcut there to, you know, of, of understanding her needs as well as Billy's. Um, but it's navigating parents. It's, it's, it's navigating the producers and the directors and the production's needs for that child actor and what they're going to require to tell the story. Mm-hmm. But my absolute 100% priority is the child. It will always be the child. Um, because, and as an, and adults as well. And I think... We must never lose sight of that. I think we have a responsibility. It, it was it was important. That's why I, thankfully, Carolyn's cool and Billy's really cool that my swearing at her child um, in the heat of giving drama, I didn't get into trouble. But um, the importance of making sure that every time Billy auditions or any time any child auditions, that their experience of auditioning should be one of positivity. Yep. So that... If they get the gig, it's just a bonus. Oh, my God, I've got the gig. Oh, my God, I've won an Emmy. (laughs) So it's just the gift that keeps on giving. But actually, if you break it down, if Billy hadn't even got through to the next round after meeting Lucy that day, was the experience of Billy sitting in the rehearsal room at Sylvia Young's that afternoon with Lucy, was that experience in itself a positive experience for Billy? Mm -hmm. That's, That's all that matters. And that every audition following on from that that every time it's my, I've got to play psychologist um the importance I'm constantly checking and then when Billy leaves or another actor leaves the room me and Ellen a day at this time and Nick the director sit down and not just talk about their ability as actors but we had to talk about every aspect of them is Billy mature enough does Billy's parents I said go downstairs and meet Billy's stepfather and his little brother <laughs> And you will see a family just that enjoy each other's company and are having a laugh. You know, I have to feed that information and we have to make a collective decision, not just about his ability to act, but all the other stuff. That's the hardest part about child casting is it's a lot of responsibility and a lot of different uh, boxes to tick and boxes to to ensure that we're we're covered. Was that a bit of a long-winded speech there? Sorry. It's a very good one, though. It was very good. Was it good? Was it good? I've <laughs> no, written it down, it's, it's all here. <laughs> and then I suppose um, 
I suppose your own experience as a child actor has definitely influenced how you interact with um, kids when you're now you're a casting director. Um, mm. I, to what extent do you think that that played a part? I think it's I think it's every I mean I've got eight godchildren um so uh yeah uh you know my oldest godchild is 27 my youngest is two so I I'm now at an age where I actually can't remember their birthdays (laughs) so I'm really pleased that most of them I can just give them money so I've got their bank account so I just put money in their bank account which is good but I I've always had a but also because I'm infantile and and silly and I think that you have to treat a child actor as you would anybody obviously within a certain you have to show them respect and they've come into audition you believe that they're right for the role so as soon as they come in you need to show a young actor that they're not some silly kid that doesn't know any anything mm-hmm. and show them some responsibility show them that you're accessible um be responsible and also so that they feel safe um, it's a lot of things to juggle. Um, and I always find that actually I can't bear patronising kids. I can't bear, sorry, are you okay? Uh, I can't bear any of that because I think they, you know, I mean, Billy's, you know, 13 going on 35. So what is the <laughs> point in me talking to him like he's two? Um, I have to find a middle ground that I know is acceptable and appropriate to talk to child actors to get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And I find, from my experience, that when I auditioned as a child actor back 100,000 years ago, that actually it was the people who smiled, it was the people that were warm, that cr- cracked a joke that was genuinely funny. It was the people that kept the energy up. Kids get bored very, very qu- quickly. Very, very, very quickly. And if you've got kids in a workshop setting for an hour, you're going to lose them in 10 minutes if you don't keep that energy up in the room. And I remember that as a kid. I remember that not just as a child actor, but as a kid myself, there was nothing more boring than boring adults. So actually I put on a bit of a show, a bit of performance, and I always have like a team member with me and we try and keep the energy up from the moment they come in. And it links into what I said before that they have to go away with a positive experience. Like, oh my God, yeah, it was great. He was really, he was really silly and and he, made farty noises and you know and <laughs> and you know told silly jokes and, and stuff i think you have to and in particular especially when the subject matter is dark yes i think it is even more important that the child knows that yes they're going to have to get to a certain level which will be the parents responsibilities carolyn mentioned you know they had to talk to billy about the script and what was expected of him but also i need to instill for example, using Billy as an example, that Billy's going to go, okay, I know I've got to go to some dark places here, but if the casting director's this ridiculous and fabulous and the and the director and the producer are fun, then I'm going to have a really nice time on set. And therefore I can go to those dark places because I know that I'm going to be able to, they're going to say cut and I'm going to be able to have a laugh with people. And that's really, really important. And it's something that I, I teach my team I've got a really lovely team and they're all the same as I. We're all actors as well. So I think that really helps. You know, Carolyn says it really it, it helps fuel her her relationship with Billy. Yeah. She understands how the industry works. So, yes, as an actor, a child actor myself, I think it's important that we respect the child actor. Don't patronise them, but make sure there's an energetic sense of fun to the process. Love it. Thank you. Um, just to take a little bit of a, a turn, but um, Billy, when did you realise that you wanted to be an actor? Okay, so it all like it all started. <laughs> it all started when um, 
mom's friend uh, decided to cast me in, um, or, or just put me in a film she was directing, and um, I thought it was really fun. And then mom was like, Are "You enjoying this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I love it." And then she um, she found Sylvia Young and found out that they had an agency, so they tried me for the agency. Uh, I got I got in, and then literally like two or three weeks later. I meet Daniel, and then we, um, yeah, wow. no, we uh, we did Mr. Selfridge, and that was, um, yeah, we kind of just, like, on set, I loved it, I loved playing someone else, and obviously at the time, I was just saying lines, I wasn't, <laughs> like, very good at it, but I really liked it, um, and, um, yeah, everyone was really nice, uh, I loved seeing all the different jobs, um, the only bad thing about it was they they were there was like some pretend ice cream on there and then what was it instead of ice cream mashed potato no, no it wasn't no it wasn't it was some kind of weird angel delight or something and they, he was told don't eat the ice cream Billy it's not real ice cream and of course Billy said I'm gonna eat the ice cream and then I ate the ice cream twenty twenty takes it took so twenty different <laughs> yeah and it wasn't yeah the the car journey home wasn't great but um, oh, was that on was that on Mr Selfridge was that on Mr Selfridge? that was Mr Selfridge yeah excellent yeah. excellent 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 I've just uh, I've just um, Cast your 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 Mr. Selfridge mum, Amy Morgan, for the second time, who Aww. sends her love, by the way. Um, so uh, B- Billy's parents in Mr. Selfridge, um, Greg and Amy, who are wonderful actors. Greg's like becoming a big American superstar now, and uh, and Amy is like a phenomenal actress. But when you got Responsible Child, I messaged them and said, your on-screen child has gone from being a, 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 a cute little seven-year-old to an, a quite exceptional 12-year-old. And they both messaged me back saying, oh my God. And then when you, you got the job and then when you got the Emmy, I messaged them and said, Billy's just won an Emmy. And uh, Amy said something like, yeah, it's me. It's how I raised him. In a nod to, to Mr. Selfridge. So, uh, and also <laughs> another thing that was perfect for when we cast um, Billy and Mr. Selfridge is, he had a, a, a resemblance to Greg, mm-hmm. who was playing his father. There was a similarity between them in terms of their, the shape of their face, the colour of their eyes. It was like a whole added bonus, um, which which worked so beautifully. But it's so lovely for me to hear you say, and I know because I I know since then that you had an amazing time on set and stuff, but I didn't know about the Angel Delight disgusting fake oh, yeah. ice cream thing. <laughs> that <laughs> happened. That did happen. That was real. That was real. Yeah. Excellent. Um, am I right that Carolyn and Billy that you you've both worked together on a film recently? <gasps> well, yeah, we we did a film. It kind of just happened. Um, we were in Croatia and Billy was filming, and um, they were looking for a badass. And then the cast, the girl that was casting out there, spent three weeks with us, and then just went, "Why don't we just cast Billy's mum as the badass?" And I was like, "Actually, yeah. Why don't you just cast Billy's mum?" Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then that was it, really. And um, then uh, we we went back to um, England, and then um, mum was like, "Right, I'm going for a short time." I was like, "Oh, where are you going?" She goes, "Serbia." I was like, "What's that for?" And then she goes, "Oh, uh, it's for the Islander." Uh, just oh, I'm off I- your film. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Okay then." Um, but yeah, that was that was funny. That was very That's funny. Amazing. Did you do Brilliant. any scenes together, or were you just sort of both in Croatia we filming? We did actually. Yeah, with, with um, Caroline Goodall. Is um, we can't say too oh, much about it yet, Caroline. but yeah, she was yeah. Um, she was on the the other side to where Billy was on. So I was on her gang in her team, 
Like oh, the body, yeah. the bodies. We, we can't you had an bodies, amazing but... character name, yeah. didn't you? Oh, I should have written it down. But you had an amazing character name that I saw on IMDb. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I have no idea the... what the name is. Oh, my my character's name. Yeah. Well, currently yeah. it's Bazooka Baby, but it might change. That's so, it. Um... Oh, <laughs> it's quite manga. Manga, be, it's quite that's manga you. That's style, so, so manga. You know what's weird though? It's like um, it happened so long ago, um, and like. It's not even out yet. I was, yeah, I've just remembered, like, oh, am I even allowed to say the name? Yeah, you can, but it's, I always find it's quite weird when, um, you know, he's dropped quite a lot of stuff that's still waiting to come out, and that's just the way productions turn out sometimes. But mm. I'm looking at the pictures, and people are sort of saying, yeah, there might be the odd pickup we need to do. And I'm looking at Billy thinking, he literally looks like a different person now, so you really <laughs> oh, can't wow. do that with him now. At the moment, if it's not done within sort of the six month period, you're going to have to just go with what you've got because he's totally changing all the time. That's the, that's the biggest thing about child actors. The change is so quick. And, you know, you, I mean, I, I did something, I, I cast something recently and I bought in, uh, well, it was, it was, it was Responsible Child. Of course it was. It was Responsible Child. And I bought in boys that I thought were, were going to be perfect for kind of like a 12 year old. And they'd, they'd, they were 14, 15, still looking very young, but they came in, you know, talking like that. <laughs> and you just think, I only saw you a year ago and you've suddenly become, you've now an adult. And so the change is so quick. So in answer to your question earlier on, um, Kristen, you have to keep a real close contact yeah. because they do change all the time. So I would, I my relationship with Julie, for example, if I was auditioning something, um, that I thought had Billy in mind, I would check in with Julie and say, listen, do you think he is too old now for that? Or is he still young enough to play that? And the great thing about a good relationship with an honest agent like Julie at Sylvia Young, she will be completely honest with me. And she will say, I just, I just don't think he can play that age mm. anymore. And that's the importance of with child actors, a really good child agent. I think it's also the importance, contact. sorry, I think it's also the importance of keeping your uh, spotlight profile up to date. We always Absolutely. go on about it. Keep it up to date. 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 I think it's hard. <laughs> I think it's hard for a lot of parents. You know, if your child is working, that's fantastic. But a lot of child um, actors and their parents, you know, if you were to have new photographs, every, you know, between the ages of, say, 12 and 14, the amount of changes between 12 and 14 is so vast. It changes, Carolyn said, it changes every every week, every month. Mm. Um, so to, to have an updated photograph is really hard, but then that's the great thing about iPhones. Yeah. Other phones do, you know, other phones <laughs> are available. Um, you know, better to have, to get, pra get practice with a really good iPhone photograph that if your child is changing rapidly and you can't afford or don't have access to a regular photographer, because there is overkill, um, that you can, you know, if there is a major change, like beards start coming through, etc., cetera, um, then, you know, get a good, you know, basic, you know, head and shoulders shot with, a, with an iPhone and make sure that that photograph is up to date and mm. spotlight. And here's my oh, last question for you, because I know you've got to go. Um, what are you guys watching or reading at the moment? Right, this is something that I want to say to everyone. Uh, if you, it, like, it just, just actors or actresses, like, you need to read, because I don't read enough. <laughs> like, I need to start reading more. Um, it really helps, like, definitely really helps. In fact, um, it, as this is the last question, I just want to say, like, like a few things about like I don't know like 
acting and stuff. So it's uh, sort of like tips. I don't know, but um, I've just thought of these things. So um, first of all, you want to know your script inside out. So like you could literally do it standing up on your head. And as we spoke about earlier, like the second thing, like know your character. Uh, how they walk, their reflexes, what they ate for breakfast, what team they support, like everything. Uh, in fact, I did this a lot with Ray, um, just just so it's like really natural and like if you can have a conversation, you know what that character would do. And also about line learning, like that's the last thing you want to be thinking about is lines, lines. Oh God, I forgot my line. And it is okay if you forget your line, but you can just do it again. But like, you know, that is the last thing you really want to think about. And then uh, the last thing is, um, if you do get a job, just listen on set because, like, you learn so much. In fact, I've learned more than, like, you can even teach. Um, and, yeah, I think that's also part of the reason I actually love doing this is because you just learn so much. And also, like, you always play someone different. Like, you you know I think and you also make like this mini like family on set as well that's why it's so sad to leave because you just make this really good connection with everyone on set so I think just listen learn your lines and like just know the character inside out and yeah and read more books and, and read more books, <laughs> read more books. <laughs> that's amazing thank you some excellent tips there and Daniel what are you watching um, I watch I watch everything so there isn't anything I, I don't watch um, as part of my job is to is to watch as much as possible I am a, a, a teledrama addict um, so I watch everything I currently just at the top of my head just because I'm watching it in in block form is the great to to yes. to uh, to adult for Billy but I love the great just because the casting and and the actors are fantastic I need to watch as much as possible and, and I do I watch across all platforms Netflix Amazon BBC ITV Channel 4 um, I do have two shows coming out at the moment so I'm going to plug Go Line of it. Duty Series 6 and also Grace Grace starts on Sunday and then Line of Duty starts the week after I cannot um, wait for Line of Duty by the but, way I've binge watched hey, all the other series waiting for this excellent. one <laughs> excellent um, but just as to, to echo Billy I my reading I used to read no, novel after novel after novel but when I moved it from acting into casting I struggled to read novels because I read so many scripts as a casting director, we have to read every single draft of a script. And I'm on multiple projects at the moment. So imagine if there's like 12 drafts of one episode. I have to read all of those. So my attention span mm -hmm. for sitting down and enjoying a novel. I am reading Akala's Natives, incredible book. But oh, yeah. it's taken me months to read it because I've got scripts. So I'm like Billy, read more if you can and I think it's really important that all actors, young and old, watch as much as they are, which is suitable for them, watch as much as you can, get inspiration from other actors and not just the actors, directors, uh, cinematographers, uh, costume, makeup, have a look at how it all works and how it all comes together. Get excited about things um, as, a, as a young actor. Wonderful. That's us. Thank you both. Thank all three of you so much for your time. Pleasure. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And well done, Billy. I'm so proud of you, mate. I can't <laughs> Thank tell you. you. I My have done heart is full. Well, you could listen. I just opened the door. You came flying out that door, and you know, listen. I'm so proud, and we don't want this to be a podcast of loviness, but it's you know, I'm proud of every actor that I've ever cast, and proud of everything they do. But I think for Billy to to be the youngest ever 
international Emmy winner for a performance, as as you said, Christine, at the beginning, you know, go to iPlayer and watch it because it is, it's not just a child performance. This is a performance full stop of such magnitude and brilliance and nuance and then extremity. Um, it's regardless of the fact that he was 12 when he shot it. This is an actor's performance um, worthy of any actor of any age. Anyway, that's enough. It of had the, me absolutely hooked the, as well. It it, yeah, it's amazing. So but listen, sending lots of love to you both, Carolyn and Billy, and enjoy school. And thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to do this. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or queries about anything you've heard, feel free to get in touch with us. You can do so by emailing us at questions at spotlight.com or feel free to send a tweet to Spotlight UK. We have lots of content on our website for young performers and casting process in general. So if you want to have a look at that, go to spotlight.com and navigate to the news and advice section. Until next time, goodbye.